And we are back on the beat, and a lot of this is going to be things that happened on Friday, but some things that took place over the weekend as well. Of course, we were not doing a show over the weekend. We were not doing a show on Thanksgiving Day or Black Friday, but we had plenty for you, and we'll relive that here from the thrilling, even though it was a defeat, war on I-4 in football. Jeff Scott with some very interesting comments, some heartfelt comments after the game you might not have heard. We've got those for you here in this first segment. In our second segment, something that was going on as they were getting set to kick off in Orlando in the Bahamas, where you probably know by now the women's basketball team took down Stanford in dramatic fashion. You will hear the highlights. Warning, you might have to turn down your device, whatever you're listening to at certain moments, because yes, I did sort of fritz the microphone at the last part of that game. Actually, during several parts of that game. But you'll understand why if you didn't hear it already. Also, Jose Fernandez's speech to his team after the game, basically saying, huge win, but now everyone's going to be gunning for them, and they could be close to the top 10 when the new rankings come out today. It is different, i got to tell you, to be here on a Monday and not have a football radio show with Jeff Scott to air for you or a press conference on Tuesday. It becomes, of course, kind of the ritual and the routine, along with putting together the football broadcast, which is work, believe it or not. I didn't really sit back and enjoy the weather in the Bahamas, but we enjoyed the basketball. And now it really just kind of is basketball for the next little while here before we get into the spring sports. That'll, of course, give me chances to get other stuff done as far as non-football-related items. Try and do some more interviews with some coaches whose teams are not necessarily playing right now, but getting ready to play. That kind of thing is what we're going to do on the show. Probably take the week around Christmas off as well, but there's also going to be some basketball going on then. In fact, there's some basketball tonight on the channel with the men up in Chestnut Hill, Massachusetts. We'll tell you about the men going up against Boston College. In fact, we have not done a Bulls Beat show since the last men's basketball game, so we might drop in a few of those highlights as well. Well, it was something else. As you know, the Bulls losing to UCF 17-13, to but really the amazing part of the game was the job that the defense did. You'll hear Jeff Scott speak on that in just a little bit. Certainly allowing UCF just two touchdowns. They missed a couple of field goals. But they would have been field goals, obviously, not touchdowns. It was really amazing. It was something to see the defense get UCF off the field. That wasn't the issue in this game. The Knights only had three points in the second half. Unfortunately, UCF also has a pretty good defense and got to Timmy McLean five times, including twice on that dramatic final drive that, of course, had a dramatic finish to it. Now, if you want to hear full highlights of the game, check out the show Upon Further Review. We air that throughout the course of the week. Basically, I'm going to put together an extended highlight package of the entire game. To me, of course, offense was a little bit disappointing, even though it did get back into the game, tying it up, and of course, giving up a touchdown late in the first half really did not help. Third down from the seven. Throws it again toward the end zone. This one is caught, and it's a touchdown. Daquan Evans thought that the receiver was out of bounds, but the official was right there, and UCF scores in the final seconds of the first half. So, of course, instead of being tied, it's 14-7. to UCF probably would have kicked a field goal and had some sort of lead. Boy, you know that Jeff Scott will give you a thoughtful and long answer, but when he's in a hurry, this is the entire end of the first half interview but hey right to the point loved it in the final touchdown on the punt return is there some confusion on the coverage uh no they just sent another guy back and their guy went to the, the right side proud of our defense our defense is playing a hell of a game 
We get the ball back, start second half. That's all we're focused on. How does your offense get it in the end zone? Score. There you go. I do not have to look it up. 18 seconds is the shortest interview that Jeff Scott has ever given. Again, you'll hear much more on him in just a little bit. Second half, Bulls honestly did not have a ton of drives that they were able to sustain. But when they had to come up, first of all, with the stop, the defense did. The Bulls had plenty of time. Now, you know, when I look at game highlights, sometimes stuff is decided earlier on. I did go back and double check. The Bulls used a timeout with nine minutes to go in the fourth quarter. And it was as UCF was inside the Bulls' 20th, third and eight. And you really didn't see anything drastic happening there. Of course, they could have used a timeout at the end of the game. But they had plenty, and I mean plenty, of thrilling moments during the drive. Here's that final drive highlight version. Four wide receivers. McLean to throw. Looking, looking. Under pressure, now rolling out to the left, gets away, directing traffic, flag is down, throws it long, and it is intercepted at the 45. Remember, there is a flag down. UCF has the football. Devad Wilson, defensive back, makes the interception. Joey, you think this is coming back? I saw the right side of UCF's line go off sides, and I saw the, the flag be thrown. Offside. Defense number one. One minute, 20 seconds to go. Right now, the Bulls need to get in a better spot and down in distance. You got to find a way to make a play. Well, there's no punting now, but you got to get at least some of this 13. You don't want to be facing a fourth and 13. From the 23 of the Bulls, pressure coming. McLean rolling out throws he's got a man it's caught it's mangum to the 40 to the 50 and out of bounds in ucf territory at the knights 47 yard line 103 to go first down usf byu loud here is it not joey absolutely you cannot hear yourself think and i can barely hear what you're saying trust me it was good (laughs) <laughs> 55 seconds left. Second and 15 from the USF 48. Here's McLean to throw. Looking, looking. Throws it long into a crowd. Weaver makes the catch at the 18-yard line. First down, Bulls. Weaver went up in a crowd, came down with a football. 48 seconds to go. Clock stopped while they moved the chains. The Bulls are 17 yards away as they place it on the 17-yard line. First and 10, clock running now. 39 seconds. Three wide receivers, one running back. McLean, straight drop. Pressure coming, can't take the sack. He does. Back at the 32. 25 seconds, and the Bulls are going to have to use their last timeout. And now it is second and 19. Same formation, Mangum left side. McLean to throw, pressure coming, runs out of it. He'll run, 25-20, gets out of bounds at the 17-yard line. 21 seconds to go. Third down and 10 from the 17. McLean loading it up. He will run, 15-10. He is down at the four-yard line. He's got a first down. 12 seconds to go. The Bulls got to be ready. When they get the sticks, they're going to move the clock. First and goal. 
Inside the five, he spikes it with 11 seconds to go. Dollison in motion, Mangum the running back. McLean rolling left, he wants to throw. Now cuts it back inside, and he's down on one knee, and they stop it with nine seconds to go. It was intercepted, but he was down, and the Bulls got to get ready here. They don't understand that he was down. There's no interception. Bulls got to hustle up to the line of scrimmage. 2-1-0 ball game. Bulls trying to get set. The scoreboard reads zero. I think this game is over unless the officials say no. The ruling on the field is that the quarterback's knee was down at eight seconds on the game clock. That play is under further review. Boy, that's potentially a lot of time. Bulls obviously have to be ready because if they do put time on, they're going to start it soon. The ruling on the field has been concerned, confirmed. The quarterback's knee was down at eight seconds, and the play clock expired. The game clock expired during the play. The game is over. Yeah, that's what you're worried about. Obviously trimmed out some of the time in between there. Boy, that just gives you chills listening to that. And would that have not been an incredible way to finish things off? But sometimes it doesn't work out that way. And a lot of comments towards that point from Jeff Scott coming up here. In fact, let's start off with what he was told on the situation at the end. And after that, what the actual play call was. To their credit, uh, the official told me that at the very beginning before it was even challenged. So to their credit, they said that. I don't understand that part of the rule with a 10-second runoff. I understand what a 10-second runoff is, is meant to, to be. But in that situation, there would have been eight seconds on the clock if they would not have let the play go on and, and all the people run on the field and all that stuff. There have been eight seconds. We'd have a chance to get there and spike the ball and have one more throw to the end zone. And uh, but what their explanation was is if, you're, uh, if the time ever expires, um, you know, time ever expires, then there's automatic 10-second runoff if they go to put the time back on. I don't know the reasoning for that uh, play or call, uh, but I, I will give them credit that they stated that uh, from the very beginning. As soon as it happened, the guy told me that. Uh, I didn't believe it at the beginning, and, and ultimately uh, that's what it was at the, at the end of the game. Same, same play we scored on uh, against Alabama, national championship, little, little rub route, and uh, we just didn't quite uh, get enough of the rub. And, um, you know, just wish that we could have uh, – throwing the ball away right there if it wasn't open right away and maybe get a chance for another play. and You know, but again, uh, Timmy's a guy that's squirted through there and scored. You know, euphoria would have happened, and, and uh, you know, he's just kind of that player. So he'll, he'll learn from that. Um, but we, we would have liked if it wasn't there, be able to throw it away and, and live for uh, one more play. Uh, but, you know, that was just the last play. There was a, there was a lot of other plays leading up to that offensively uh, that, you know, we could have executed and maybe uh, got, got a touchdown rather than a field goal. And, and, um, you know, so that, that one hurts because it's right there uh, at the end. So that was just about the actual game itself. Big picture stuff. First of all, his opening comments after the loss to UCF said a lot, and you could hear the emotion in his voice. I told that, that group, man, I wanted, I wanted us to score and uh, finish this game for this group of seniors and uh, for this, you know, this team, for everything they've been through more than in any play or any game that I've ever coached in my entire life. And uh, because really they, they deserved it uh, by how hard they played and just uh, responded in a very uncommon way uh, all year long. And uh, so it hurts, and it should hurt when you put everything on the line. 
Uh, we talked about coming into this game that we're not going to bring anything into the locker room. We're going to lay it all out. We're going to sprint through the finish. We're going to dive through the tape. And that's exactly what this group did. And uh, unfortunately, we just uh, you know, made a couple mistakes and you know, ultimately offensively had to settle for some field goals and some key situations and uh, just weren't able to quite execute uh, as cleanly as we needed to. Obviously, the play right there before half was a, a, a tough play. And, um, but again, I mean, I, you can go, we can go back and, and go through a lot of different plays and all that. Uh, it is what it is. Uh, but at the end of the day, I, I couldn't be more proud uh, of this team and uh, the way that they played. And uh, I mean, I'm, I know, uh, you know there's an old uh, story about the Chinese bamboo. Uh, you, you water it, it takes five years to grow. And uh, you sit there and you water it and water it and water it for four years, and uh, nothing comes up. Uh, but if you ever stop watering any time over those four years, then it dies in the ground. And eventually in that fifth year, it grows 90 feet in, in, in uh, five weeks. And uh, that, that's, uh, I'm not planning on a five-year plan here, uh, but that, that's what I feel about this team. I feel that there's a lot of really good things that are going on, um, the way they've responded, the way that they fought. And, uh, and it's going to pay off. And it's not going to be a gradual deal. Uh, whenever we do break through, it's going to shoot up fast. And uh, we're going to be in a position to have a foundation for uh, sustainable success. I, I firmly believe that. But in, an, in a day and age when it's so easy to quit, it's so easy to get in the portal, it's so easy to say it's just not meant to be, it's never been easier to do that in the history of, of college athletics and college football. And we got a lot of seniors in that room and juniors in that room that have been through three or four position coaches, two or three coordinators. Uh, some of them were recruited by one head coach, played for one head coach, and now I'm their third head coach. And uh, it's very, very uncommon the way that they've continued to show back up. And uh, I just know and believe uh, that that's going to pay off. And um, so uh, this one will hurt. And uh, just like I told Timmy, soak it all in. Uh, it's going to hurt right there, but we're going to be back. And before we get to the final comment that I thought was very interesting as far as the momentum in the program, as much as the loss hurts to UCF, of course, and the rival, which now takes the all-time series lead, we know this. We got to give credit to the defense, and he takes us through the whole coordinating change and how everyone pitched in late at night getting ready for this game, and obviously this unit put on a great performance. i just tell you, I was with the defense all week long. And, uh, you know, Coach Sims and Coach Prada, Coach Parlow, uh, Coach Bowers, I mean, they worked together. They were up there till after midnight, two or three of the nights this week. And the um, biggest thing I told them is let's just put our guys in a position to have a chance. Give them a position. And our guys, again, it was a lot of – we had one less day to prepare and a, a lot of uh, some new wrinkles and new blitzes and new coverages. And the guys bought into it. They took the time to come in here and learn it. And uh, that was very encouraging coming off uh, what, what happened last week. And, uh, yeah, the first two drives, I think it was a little bit of kind of feeling out. We knew that they were going to do a couple things early on, uh, knowing that we had, you know, new play caller. And uh, we just needed to kind of settle in on what they wanted to do. And, and then uh, but, and there was a lot of plays defensively where uh, we gave our guys a, a chance and the guys made some big-time plays. And uh, we just, uh, you know, one, one play away offensively uh, from really uh, doing well enough on defense for us to win. A team that was averaging more than 400 yards on offense was held below 300, so the defense did its job, and I'm guessing that Coach Sims and DePrado will be candidates to be the new defensive coordinator, but obviously Coach is going to take his time, and that's a story we'll follow during the offseason. And, of course, now begins the construction on the indoor performance facility. 
And what's next after that? This is how we'll leave it with Jeff Scott. I think you'll be encouraged. It's maybe hard on the outside to see it. Uh, the only thing maybe you can see on the outside is how these guys continue to play uh, despite uh, all the stuff they've been through. We've been through a lot since I've been here two years. These guys have been through a lot the two years before that too. Um, so I'm, I'm really proud of, of how they've uh, pushed. But, you know, um, Michael Kelly was very honest with me uh, whenever he came up to my house in December of 19. And uh, he, he told me there was a lot of work to do. He told me this was not a, a quick fix. This was not going to be a quick turnaround. That, you know, he wanted um, someone to come in and really, you know, take it all the way down to the studs and, and build it up the right way so that when we do have it rolling that we can have sustainable success. And, um, you know, from that, uh, that was the mindset that we came in last year and uh, decided to make some, some changes on some things. And that's kind of where we've been working off of. And uh, that, that's what encourages is me. You know, I mean, I think that uh, we've got uh, the best alignment within our leadership uh, that we've ever had uh, at the University of South Florida, especially uh, with the, the emphasis on, on athletics and what we're getting ready to do. You know, um, you know, college sports is a cyclical deal. There's some, some teams that kind of ride it up, and then somebody else at somebody else's turn. And kind of what I feel like is we've been kind of laying that groundwork and foundation that we need, and uh, we're getting ready to work together uh, to build this thing. Uh, I can't speak enough about the impact that that indoor facility is going to have for us. Uh, we get out here next year, and we're practicing. we got a $20 million indoor facility. And I can just tell you uh, there, there's about five or six subgroups that are working weekly on the uh, on-campus stadium plan. That, there's a lot of stuff behind the scenes that's moving on that. So I'm very encouraged that that's not an if, that's a win. And, uh, but it's going to be done the right way. So there, there's a big picture of view of what we're doing. On-campus stadium. All right. Nice little nugget there from the post-game show. We're not done, of course, talking football for the year, but the games are over. The Bulls end up the season with a 2-10 and 10 record.